This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I am joined by a guest I'm very excited to welcome back to the podcast. You know her as a writer girl with The Dip. She's the host of the Shortcomings and Hot Off the Mess podcasts. And of course, you know her iconic Instagram account, Bravo Historian. Please welcome Sam Bush. Hi. Hi, how are you? I am great. It's been a minute since we since we really had a chance to catch up and talk shit, and I'm very excited. I'm so excited. Like, and what a day to do it because what a we day woke to up do this it. Morning. I I invited you on the show mainly to discuss the Vanderpump Rules season finale, which I know we both have thoughts on, so we will get to it. But we have some some more pressing matters to attend to. Yeah. And that is the fact that um overnight I would say Jenny wins uh Facebook posts were uh spread across the internet and it is a treasure trove of garbage. Um hot garbage. There's a lot of anti-Black Lives Matter stuff. Uh, you might say copaganda, um, other racist stuff, anti-vax. Um, I think there's some Islamophobia sprinkled in there. It is really just a, um, a grab bag of talking points that are of rough. Just, she is a menace. And I think... What makes it all, I mean, it's all really bad, but then when you layer it on top of her storyline coming for Mary Mm -hmm. this season, it just like, it just, it's not good. It's really not good. And I woke up this morning, I went on Twitter, you know, opened my eyes, you know, the birds were chirping and I saw all of this and I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I was up a little later than I should have been last night. I I was having trouble falling asleep, so I started watching Tenet at like 1 a.m., which is just like bad, bad move on my part. But I saw like one tweet before I fell asleep and I was just like, this is a problem for tomorrow. And then it certainly was because when I woke up, it was everywhere. Everywhere. Um, And a lot of people, unsurprisingly, are calling for her to be fired, which, you know, they're between season two and season three right now. So if somebody was going to be fired, this would kind of be the perfect time. We haven't really heard anything about contracts going out for season three yet. I it's just rough because if we're if we're assuming that Mary Cosby isn't coming back for next season, which I've I mean, like whatever people are there's a rumor mill going but let's just say she's not yeah if we also fire jenny because it seems like you know she kind of doesn't deserve to be on tv yeah all of a sudden it's like okay so we have some pieces to pick up for season three then because you know just losing mary it's like okay yeah you you still have your your six people but if you're if you're losing multiple housewives that's going to be 
a little more of a puzzle to put together. A hundred percent. And like, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I don't think the, the mountains of Salt Lake City are, are littered with stars, like housewives stardom. <laughs> like, I don't I mean, see that. I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah. But- and I think we've seen, you know, Utah is a pretty conservative place generally. And while there's right. nothing wrong with having differing political opinions with someone, we've seen some other characters on this show. Um, Miss Sarah, who stormed the Capitol <laughs> last year. Like, I was wondering if you were going to bring that up. I was like, oh, is it like, coming? It, it makes me yeah. nervous because I feel like Bravo Shed, whoever's doing the casting for this show, hasn't really exhibited that they can sift through the bullshit and Just, pick people who aren't going to be problematic. So it's like, uh, you know, on one hand, it's like, you know, fire Jenny now. Sure. But like she posted right. these things on Facebook like three months before she got cast on housewives. And my thing is, is like, if you're going on housewives, for example, or really any show, <laughs> don't you think that like you would hire a PR person and maybe have them be like, Ooh, you need to take this shit down. Like, I just don't get it. I don't understand this. And I don't know, like, will Lisa say something? Because Lisa's the one that brought her on the show. Right. I mean, I always feel like that social media thing is kind of the million dollar question. Whenever people get exposed for stuff, it's like, how did you not have your ducks more in a row? But all of this stuff that Jenny posted and the fact that it's so recent in the grand scheme of things makes me think and feel pretty confident that she doesn't actually have an issue with any of these things. Like she doesn't see this as something that is problematic. And I have a feeling, you know, we're recording this at 10 AM on Wednesday. She hasn't addressed any of this yet, but I have a feeling if, and when she does, it's going to be sort of a defensive tone of like, these are my, like, I'm allowed to have my opinions and they're trying to cancel me. I have a feeling she's going, if anything, she's going to go in sort of that Kelly Dodd direction of like, these sickos are trying to cancel me for having free thinking. (laughs) And, you know, I, yeah, no, anyone that poses with an assault rifle with a hat that says, I love haters is giving Kelly Dodd. And I (laughs) don't enjoy that. And so I'm just waiting for her to double down on it. And just or give like some weird ass like apology slash non apology. It's yeah. just gonna be not good, and it's I'm dreading it. I'm just right, it and all. and I almost feel like you know it's in this kind of situation. Jenny's only been on the show for one season. It's almost like just just cut your losses mm-hmm. and you know set her loose now. And then honestly, after the next after the reunion's done airing, we'll never hear from her again. And that's probably okay. No, and if I never have to see Dewey again, I will count my blessings. I hate Dewey. Mostly I would just miss Carlin, but like, honestly, cute housewives kids are a dime a dozen these days. So yeah, (laughs) no, really like Nicole over in house, real houses of Miami has the cutest kid ever. Grayson. Are you kidding? I'm loving my, what are your thoughts on Miami quickly, by the way, before we get into Miami Vanderpump? is the best show on television. You, yeah, you're loving it like that. Obsessed, obsessed. I, I am deeply obsessed with all of them equally. I love the way that they look. I love how glowy everyone is at like the production mm-hmm. of it all. I'm just like, I'm, I, every Thursday 
I'm thrilled to watch it. Like, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's funny because we, like, we record the show on Thursdays and we, you know, we recap Miami. And so, like, I've had to watch it basically when I wake up every week yeah. and I don't even mind. No, same. Like, I have it with my coffee. There's always that thing of, like, if I don't feel like watching a show when it's on at night and then I have to watch it the next morning, I'm kind of like, uh, okay, it's time to watch Vanderpump Rules at 10 a.m. But Miami... It's a vibe. <laughs> it's a vibe. And like they just set the tone for the day. Like they have such a good energy. And I mean, Alexia is like, I, I can't even wrap my head around all the things that she's got going on. But yeah. I just, I'm obsessed. She really feels like the central figure of this reboot in a way that I don't think, I don't think the original three seasons really had a central figure. Like it, it kind of always felt like, a, a friend group, like a pretty natural group for the most mm-hmm. part. And like this reboot, I think the group still works well together, but it definitely feels more like Alexia is kind of the like it's center. Yeah. Yeah. Of the, of the thing. And I think she's a great person to carry that responsibility. And honestly, what kind of like gives me a sigh of relief is that I really think that they all have the money that they say that they do. And that just, you know, I sleep I sleep well at night knowing that because I can't handle some more tax fraud situations. Uh-huh. I can't handle a casita. I want a $40 million house with a private job, you know? Okay. You know what? I was, I, I feel like every week I am seeing new things in Nicole's life that give me more questions about so many questions. who is this woman, who, who are her parents, who is her? What is Anthony's deal? Mm -hmm. Does he come from money? Because, you know, it's one thing to have like a nice house, nice clothes, a nice car, whatever. This woman is flying in a private jet to brunch. She's driving Mm -hmm. a Rolls Royce SUV. She has like a a row of Birkins in the closet. Like Mm -hmm. when she says like, oh, I'm Dr. Nicole, I'm an anesthesiologist. It's like, oh, you probably make nice money. It's like, no, that's not where the money is coming from. No. And like, I don't know what kind of law he does. I know he's an attorney, but like it's the way that she just lives so casually in her Mm -hmm. her luxurious life is something I find to be deeply aspirational. It's never like making it's not like Lala, like when she would get on the the private plane. She's literally like, oh, yeah, we're just going to brunch. It's not a big deal. She doesn't care. It's convenient that Anthony's a pilot and we have a jet because we're foodies and we get to go to brunch. (laughs) We're foodies. When she keeps saying that, I was like, you don't have to keep saying that. Like, She said foodies at least 12 times on the season because, you know, we're going to sushi because we're foodies. And (laughs) yeah, I'm like, okay. Like, you can just say that you want to get on the plane. And also what I really love is that, like, they all have all of this money but you never do like they don't do like shitty closet tours. Like I don't like it's just who they are. Like they just live this really glamorous life, and I just oh, I love it. Lisa's closet with the mechanic arm that comes down with the second row of clothes that really stresses me out. I gotta say, I just I can't even wrap my head around having that many clothes because I am such like an anti clutter type of person like I just mm-hmm. don't like having a lot of stuff so like all of that just like really gives me anxiety but I love to watch it yeah I I mean it's deeply impractical but I Very. I love but it for Lisa. her Lisa, Lisa is something else I, Lisa has a heart of gold I guess 
You don't think? I find Lisa to be like, I did have to laugh last week. She did post on Twitter and she, because people were giving her a hard time about her marriage, obviously, to Lenny. And she was like, we joke with each other all the time. I was being sarcastic about not knowing his age. I'm like, no, you weren't. You didn't know how old your husband was. It's okay. <laughs> Just say that. Yeah. Like, your marriage doesn't have to be what everybody else mm, wants it to be. Like, no, it, it's, it's not. It's working obviously. for them. Yeah. Yeah. Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Actually, speaking of some relationships that definitely aren't working, oh, good segue. let's get into the Vanderpump Rules of it all. This was the season finale. Um, before we discuss the episode in particular, give me a little you know, bullet points of how you have felt watching this season as a whole. Number one, I have to say the Lala hate, I just, I honestly, I have a really hard time understanding it because people are like, why would she bring this up to Sheena then? Why would she bring this up to James then? Like, I'm like, because she's on a fucking television show and there is nothing else going on. So of course she's going to talk shit on camera. Of course she's yeah. going to say all these things. Like, I just don't understand, like, what people want. I'm like, you get mad when there's no drama, and then you get mad when there is drama. So it's like, without her, what would we really be watching this season? The season was tough. Yeah, I I really wanted to be on board with this season. You know, I was excited to see kind of how they retooled it after we yeah. lost so many people. Um And I think there were some promising pieces of the puzzle. I never thought it was going to be an incredible season, but I was kind of ready to enjoy it with not a lot of strings attached. I was ready to embrace the new energy that they were bringing. But there was, like you said, there were were bright spots. Like there were moments where I was like, ooh, Mm -hmm. this is good. But overall, I'm like, I found myself like disengaging. And what you were saying with Lala, I think I agree that I think a lot of the hate toward her was unwarranted because, yes, she was being messy, but we're in the context of Vanderpump rules. Like, what do you think is supposed to happen? And I think in she sort of had the role this season of playing producer a little bit and being a little bit of a a bone carrier and, you know, what have you. And I think that is a tricky role because it only really works when the rest of the cast plays along. And I think Lala sort of fell victim to the fact that everyone around her was like, why are you doing this? Why are you being messy? What's happening? And they weren't sort of playing along with the narrative that she was 
trying to guide. And, you know, it's hard. Like with somebody like Tamara on Orange County for so many years, she was able to sort of successfully play producer. And Mm -hmm. that's in Dave Quinn's book, Not All Housewives and Rosé. They kind of talk about how Tamara was great at that. But also she had a cast around her that was kind of always willing to play ball. Right. And I think part of the thing with Vanderpump Rules is that it's like, it seems like a lot of people want to kind of just stick around for the check, but don't really want to allow themselves to go to that place where we've gotten really entertaining seasons in the past. And so I think it's hard because like, you know, Katie is willing to argue with Sandoval, but she clearly doesn't want to actually be like messy on the show. She's just going to argue and then it's over. And, you know, she's not going to get sloppy and drunk like she has in the past, which I mean, I'm not saying anybody needs to get drunk, but like sloppy would be nice. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you. Like it just didn't. And also what I don't think helps matters is like, this is clearly a Ariana and Tom centered group. And Lala kind of abandoned that ship and kind of went more the Stassi, Kristen, Katie route. Mm -hmm. So I don't think, I don't think the group was like very welcoming to her to have her come back and be like, oh, now you want to be our friends? Like now that all of your besties are fired and then you're going to try to throw us under the bus? Like, but she had to do a job and she tried her best and I applaud her for that. I also think this idea that people on the internet like want to protect Sheena so badly. And I'm like, Sheena is a goddamn disaster. <laughs> Sheena, I, like I find Sheena to be yeah. so tough and it's like, she's been the same person for nine years. <laughs> like, there has been no growth, nothing. Yeah. She had a baby I, and like, she's still acting up. I actually had this thought last night because watching the episode, I mean, obviously the red flags with Brock are just, you know, everywhere waving. you look, there's more. <laughs> they're waving and they're loud. They, I mean, right. They're flapping in the wind. <laughs> they're you can hear the, the like chain is rattling on the flagpole that you <laughs> yeah, can hear like a mile away. But yeah. The thing, so that I feel like the impulse watching this play out is like, oh, protect Sheena. Sheena is, you know, don't do this, girl. We want to save you. And I I had to stop myself for a second because I'm like, I don't feel the need to expend my stress, my worry, whatever, on somebody who is exhibiting such a disregard for the reality of the situation Mm -hmm. and has gone down this path before and has been hurt before and is a grown ass woman who's like 36 years old. And like you said, literally has a child to take care of. And, you know, I, I guess I wish Sheena and Brock the best in their relationship. Like I don't wish have like ill will toward them like I would love for Sheena to be happy forever but I don't see that happening and it's I can't spend that much time thinking about it because clearly she doesn't care no she's gonna she's gonna go down this path and it's funny because on this episode we see Lisa talking to James and Raquel and Lisa's like well at this point you're going to get married no matter what and blah 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 and obviously that aged like rotten fucking milk but (laughs) yeah really 
Sheena is the one who fits that criteria because clearly Sheena has decided that this is her dream man. All evidence be damned. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, go off, get married, whatever. Like, do whatever. You, do you. I'm glad you signed a prenup, but like, I, I don't really, I'm out of like care. I, I just don't think Sheena is capable of digging deep. I don't think she's capable of like looking inwards and like really assessing the situation because she just she just cares about appearances and how everything looks i mean when she announced her engagement to the to the group she said her ring is huge i was like that's it's fuck it's a fucking weird thing to say don't say shit like that also you he proposed to you on a balcony also he had you know he wanted randall to pay for it like just weird fucking vibes and i'm gonna say something about brock he doesn't come across kind Like, I don't think Brock is a kind soul. I don't think that there is a softness in him. I think Mm -hmm. he's really nasty. And I've always kind of thought that. I know that this might sound harsh, but when he put the ring on Sheena's finger at the engagement party and he had it with it, like, it just was, like, so gross. Like, it just, I don't know. There's something so vindictive and nasty about it to me that I just don't enjoy watching. And I I mean, like, the fact that he hates Sheena's mom is weird. That is super the weird. The whole thing is weird. I think he's Erica nasty. deserves better treatment, for sure, while she's providing all this free childcare. Yeah. Um, but what you were just saying, I totally think you're right. And it makes me think of, you know, um, the term love bombing? Oh, yes. So we've seen on New Jersey a lot of talk about how Louie is a love, love bomber. Bombing. Brooks. And it's where love you bombing. like, y- yes. Um, <laughs> my mind went to Brooks Marks and I'm like, okay, work. And then I'm like, no, <laughs> v- Vicky and Brooks. Vicky and Brooks. But so basically it's where you like win somebody's affection by like oversaturating them with love. And then you withdraw it at some point and pull the rug. But I think it's so interesting because... I don't think Brock is doing that, but Sheena is still almost reacting like he is. Like she is giving me Teresa vibes almost where she's like, I love my man. This is my dream. We're so happy, blah, 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 blah. But watching Brock's behavior on the show, it's like, what is he actually doing for her? Nothing. He, it's clear <laughs> during that proposal. And then while he says his plan for the secret wedding, it's so clear to me that Sheena is like gritting her teeth, trying not to look upset because it's yeah. not what she wants. And I yeah. don't care. I'm sorry. Sheena can talk all day about how she doesn't want a big wedding because she's done this before and she doesn't need that. And she doesn't Lies. care. And all <laughs> she wants is to be married to her man. And I'm like, I, I don't buy it. I don't see. Yeah. I mean, if that was what she wanted, I would be happy for her, but I, I don't believe that that's what she wants. I don't think it's what she wants either. And I just, so I rewatch a lot of Vanderpump Rules very often. And so I just did my most recent like 17th rewatch. And I mean, at she, like she always doubles down in front of people about the relationship. And I feel like when Sheena starts doing that, you really need to think and be like, wow, this is really bad. She's really unhappy because when she was talking to Lisa Vanderpump at Katie and Tom's wedding about how her and Shay are so in love, they've never been better. She's like, I feel like we love each other more than we did when we first met, blah, blah, blah. Okay. 
Wasn't that they literally got divorced like four months later? I was gonna say the reunion for that season was when they were getting divorced. Yes, and like the and then the next season she was with Rob. Yes, and Rob was the love of her life. (laughs) Rob was the love of her life. Yeah, and then she bought Adam that penguin. Like it's just weird. Sheena just wants to be loved, and Mm -hmm. I totally get that. But like, be honest, and like she's not being honest. Right. I think Sheena screams to me. She's the kind of person who needs to like take two full years off of any kind of relationship game. Or like, therapy. Wait until your daughter is like school age until you start dating again. And like get your, as Teresa would say to the cameo uh, person who had chlamydia, get yourself good. <laughs> that was such a good cameo. And then <laughs> get yourself good. And then you know, go on some dates. It always feels like it's like some guy is sweeping her off her feet and he's the love of her life. And it's like, just go on a date, like get a drink with somebody from Raya. Like, yeah. And I know the men out there, they are garbage. Like not every man is sweeping off your feet. Trust and believe. I went on a date like a few weeks ago and he told me he went to jail before for two months. Mm -hmm. I was like, Ooh, (laughs) Okay. Did, did you get any details or was it just like... Okay. I did, but you know what? I had a lot of wine that night, so I don't really remember what the details okay. were. Uh, Maybe for the but best. But that's just my truth. And so I'm just like, Sheena, come on. But then you know what's really annoying is like everyone is coming at Lala. I'm not like a Lala stan. I really don't know why I'm like riding so hard for her today. I just feel <laughs> like I just feel like she's in such a vulnerable place with this whole Randall situation. But the one thing I have to say is watching all of this back, knowing where we are now, when she talks about Randall, I was like, oh, girl. Mm -hmm. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I haven't had issues with a lot of Flala's behavior this season because I think she's kind of been the driving force for a lot of the conflict, which we need. Right. But watching it, knowing what we know now, it's hard because she does have such a high horse attitude and is very holier than thou about her relationship and, you know, her man and her, how they handle the finances and all this stuff. And like, it just is, it's hard to watch and not in like a, it's hard, but I love it kind of way. Yeah. And I mean, similarly, so much of this season has revolved around James and Raquel's relationship. And I think that's part of, I think the season would have been a little more compelling if it didn't feel like all of the stakes from these conversations have been removed because we know they don't stay together. So it's like if they were having these tough moments with each other, but we know that they're going to push through and get married, then it feels like it was worth it. You're like working towards something, but I'm like, Oh, like they're having these conversations. And then they broke up like two months later. Right. So it's basically the polar opposite of what's going on in summer house. Like, they're having these tough moments. They're having Mm -hmm. these horrible situations take place. But then you know that they get married. With this, it's like, how am I supposed to be invested in a relationship I don't care about? Like, and I've said it on my podcast before. Like, 
I don't think Charlie is bad for the show. I don't think Raquel is bad for the show, but I, I don't care about them. Like, I hope that they do well in life. I hope that they yeah. succeed in whatever they want. But I haven't been watching them for 10 years. Like, I watched Katie or Ariana or, you know, I mean, God forbid, Jax. Charlie actually is tough for me because I really enjoyed her presence last season. I thought she was kind of the bright spot out of the new crop of people. And so I was excited when I heard that they had made her full time this season because I was like, okay, like she's somebody who, if we're really going in a new direction, I could see her being a great personality on the show, but it really feels like they kept her in the exact same slot that she was in last season where she's like at the group events, makes a couple funny comments, maybe gets involved in a little bit of group drama, but she has no personal storyline really. They're not, they're, they're clearly not making an effort to sort of build the show around her. And, you know, I think, sort of same with Raquel, she really only still matters on the show as it pertains to her relationship with James. And so I don't feel like they've really, they haven't actually tried to shift the focus of the show onto these new people at all. They're they're, like you were saying, they've mainly moved it to Tom and Ariana and their stuff with Katie and Tom Schwartz. Like the, the kind of, they haven't really like moved it to the new generation. They've just kind of like added those people on the fringe. Yeah. There's a part of me that feels like maybe it's, I, I think a lot of to a lot of the blame should be put on the producers. Like, I don't think that they probably did the best job that they could have. Cause I think for so long you really could, this was a group that you could just throw a camera up and like shit would just happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when you start relying on theme parties and pickleball, we really got to evaluate what the fuck's going on. And I mean, I've even heard like Ariana on Twitter be like, they're not showing a lot of like conversations that we've had, like, you know, confrontations. She's like, I don't know, like, what is going on? Yeah. And I, you know, and then, oh God, the conversation with Raquel and her dad was so tough, like where he was like, I didn't give you my blessing. I said, this is fine. <laughs> like, that was that was, that was so, tough. Raquel yeah. also has never looked better. I gotta say, the short hair oh, really works for her. Raquel is gorgeous. Also, have to, side note, Miss Jacqueline Georgiou, James's mother, looks gorgeous as well. She looks great this episode. Love to see her thriving. Love, uh, and I love the flashback of London gangsta. That's <laughs> my um, favorite. Yeah, but uh, no, like Raquel. The way her family feels about James it has kind of been this bubbling undercurrent of for hatred. this whole uh, for the last you know few seasons, honestly. And like, it's you know when you're watching the show, it's like oh, like you want them to sort of be like welcoming to James, and it's like James, you know, he got sober, he's making all this effort, whatever. But then now that we know they're broken up, it's like. Yeah, like, I mean, they were probably right. And, you know, yeah. they now they probably are like, well, good thing he, he wasn't like our son because Raquel is really hurt now. And like, yeah, whatever. I just like, I do want the world for Raquel. Yeah. And I hope she's okay. And I think she will be okay. Um, But watching, oh my God, watching him like feed her the speech line by line oh, from inside the balcony. Oh, my God, the balcony. In the balcony. 
I was, I was like, this is hell. I hate it. It just is I weird because it's die. like, people are like, James is controlling. And Raquel's like, no, he's not. He doesn't control me. He doesn't tell me what to say. And then the one time where she has this opportunity to go up and make the speech, he's literally telling her exactly what to say. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Fear of public speaking is real. I get it. But like, totally. why wouldn't Rick? Why wouldn't Raquel just take like a little note card onto the balcony? Or why on the balcony? Why do you have to make it this thing? Yeah. Like, just do it on the ground. It was so dramatic. Like, she's like, like you're making there, like, it this big deal. Buckingham Palace, like giving her like declaration. It, it's like it was giving... you could just like raise a glass and say something. Yeah, like thank thank you all for coming. Love you. Like, bye. <laughs> you know, it was weird. And then of course, you know, she was on uh, Sheena's Shenanigans podcast. Oh, and God. um yeah. And so she was talking a little bit about her breakup with James and the things she was saying was very alarming, like about their relationship and like how she felt that she had to have like a safe exit strategy. And like mm-hmm. there was a lot of like alluding to certain behaviors. And I think that we got that this season, you know, with the whole like weird bump on the nose kiss situation and how they handled that was wild. Right. But like. I just felt like there there is real things going on with each of them, like drama-wise, but none of them want to go there. Like none of them want to put it all out there anymore. I think that they've gotten right. like a little like protective. And it's like, I wish Raquel like was more honest. But I get that that was probably really hard. So I don't know. I mean, who the yeah, fuck Yeah, and I judge? think it's, it's tough because when she came on to the show and when she's, you know, been promoted onto you know the cast and full time and whatever it's always sort of been on the terms of her relationship with James that it's like mm-hmm. i feel like kind of the assumption has always been okay Raquel wouldn't be here if it wasn't if she wasn't dating James and so like her spot on the show is kind of a little tenuous because or at least it was before i don't know going if there's a next season i feel like her spot might be yeah, a little do more you secure think now that vanderpump is gonna come back i honestly like have no idea i, I in my in my heart i'm like no don't do it nobody needs that nobody i don't think anybody re- really wants that i think mm-hmm. some of the cast members could potentially work in another format at some point, maybe not right now, but in my head, I'm like, uh, I'm like trying, I'm doing like the mental math and I'm like, honestly, they probably will. Dylan, I have a confession. Yes. I can't believe I'm admitting this. Do you want another season? I do. And I would love Jackson pretty to come back. <laughs> a hot take. Oh listen, my gosh. Listen, I need to see Jax as a dad. Like I need to see him uh, with Brittany again. Like I need their drama back on the show i want a sit down with tom sandoval and Jax. i want you know i think that yeah. they're i i know that that sounds terrible i get that he's a monster but he's a great reality tv star and i wonder I'd love if- to see britney and him fight about moving to kentucky or florida or whatever the fuck because they did an interview a couple months ago and uh-huh. the tension in this interview was, you could cut it with a knife he was like i'm taking my kid we're leaving. I can't live here. And she was like, well, I think we should have that discussion. Like it was, it was so tense and awkward. And I'm like, I miss that dynamic. Like I miss hating him. I wonder. I miss it. 
I I could be and down for that. I'd also love to see Lala and like the baby. I would want together. them. I would want them to pay him in like hockey tickets or something because yeah. I don't want him to be getting a check from Bravo. Like no. those days. <laughs> I need um, him to be can, getting like they can pay know, him in like protein card, powder, like Subway punch cards. Like I yes, need a free five dollar foot long every mm-hmm. time he every day he films. That's yeah. enough. That's um, enough. I don't know if a foot long is still five dollars. It probably isn't. It, it never was. It never. Was. Um, that is like such an interesting proposition because as much as I dislike Jax and that is a lot, I do think there is something to the idea that like, those are the relationship dynamics that would be most likely to give us a compelling season. And like, even, I mean, I almost feel like there's always a lot of chatter of like bring Stassi back bring whatever back and like I don't I almost feel like that ship has sailed a little bit yeah I don't need them even aside from even aside from the question of like is Stassi problematic is it would it be like wrong to bring her back like that aside because that's a whole can of worms yeah I don't know if it really would like feel like it made sense for her to be on Vanderpump Rules Right now, I feel like yeah. she's kind of living her life. Whereas Jackson, Brittany, I think are still at least perceived to be in this state of like chaos. Yeah, where like, it's like they haven't moved on right from it. You know and, what I mean? Like Stassi, you know, I feel like is doing her own thing. She dresses her baby in weird Victorian era outfits. It's she's just living her life. And right, like um, I wouldn't be mad about seeing Jackson, Brittany like argue about money. Give it to me because that brings up the question and I, I want to know your opinion on this is there's always a lot of, you know, talk online about fire this person, get rid of this person because you hate them. And I'm like, don't you want to see people that you hate on TV? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to see inherently evil people like Kelly Dodd, right. who I just think is an actually really bad person. But like Dorinda, like she is chaotic and a whore, you know, just says mean things sometimes, but she's great television. Jax as well. I want to see it. I want to see him watch, you know, friends the night of his rehearsal dinner at his wedding. Spring has sprung and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. 
FX is the Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is the Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. So where we leave off this season, the whole Schwartz and Sandys thing still seems very up in the air. And I I feel like Jax would have a lot of feelings about that because we know he was upset about being left out of TomTom. And so it makes me wonder, you know, I mean, okay. Do you think Schwartz and Sandys is a real thing that is going to happen at some point in 2022. <laughs> I was gonna, I was like waiting. I was like, for when? Um, I hope so. I think, oh God. I just think Sandoval, as passionate as he is and how creative he is, I think he's probably a very difficult person to work with. And I feel mm-hmm. like the joy that he had in telling Tom that he could cover his part of the the you know deposit or whatever the fuck it was because he wanted to own more of it i was like that seems icky to me i'm like schwartz Um, you in danger girl (laughs) yeah like schwartz baby like katie as i don't understand the hate katie gets sometimes like she genuinely is like this is insane like you can't take credit for everything schwartz has ever done like schwartz Uh is his own he brings his own shtick to the tom tom thing uh, I think Lisa is a little bit of a hater and I am very, oh, did I miss this? I'm very confused. The something about her sandwich shop is Randall still funding that? What's going on? I don't think we know at this moment because okay. obviously like, did it, I was, miss something? it was revealed on the finale that he wanted to invest 150 K. Yeah. But the, I mean, the moment that came out of their mouths, I was like, is this still happening? Because I could totally see when Randall and Lala called it quits. If he was kind of like, yeah, we never actually did the paperwork for that. And like, I'm not being involved with any of these people anymore because I mean, in a way, like I think Randall is skeezy as hell, but like, I wouldn't really blame him. Oh no, a hundred percent. I wouldn't. And I also feel like Lala would probably be upset that they would even be in business with this band. That's true. And also, monster. if there is another season of Vanderpump Rules, you can assume that this something about her is going to be a storyline. And it's like, I don't like we don't really need Randall to be like lurking around the edges of Vanderpump Rules. Like, no, one of the most interesting parts of another season would be Lala kind of navigating post relationship oh, life. I need I need her and James to get back together. I need that. <laughs> I need that to happen immediately. That is something yeah. I see written in the stars. I they are soulmates, loves of each other's lives. They're both sober, single, and ready to <sighs> lean on each other's shoulders, you know, be a shoulder to cry on. And I think that that's a really beautiful thing. And I am rooting for them. And I think that they could save Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> okay. I really have a lot of opinions today. I've had like four cups of coffee, Dylan. I You're like, you're, you are like the biggest now proponent of like another season of Vanderpump Rules. Like yeah, they're like, gonna am I advocating for another for season 10? You're four more years. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I'm like, wow, I didn't, you know, and coming onto this podcast today, I didn't know that that's how I would feel. But as I've talked that. about it, I'm like, it's oh. like 
it truly is like therapy. You're like working through your feelings and coming to a conclusion that's actionable mm-hmm. because now you can start emailing everyone at Bravo that needs to be another season of Vanderpump Rules. I'll get on the ground with a camera. I don't give a shit. Are you kidding? I, I have an iPhone. <laughs> I can shoot. Um, I can shoot season ten. You, you absolutely. Uh, we would love a shot on iPhone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like half of Orange County last season. So. Oh my god. Yeah. Nightmare. Um. Okay, so before before we finish up, I want to talk about the reunion briefly. It's going to be a two-parter, the airing on back-to-back nights, which is like, it's bleak. It's they bleak. want this shit done as fast as possible. Yes. What is this format where half the people are virtual at the reunion? I w- When the trailer okay. came out, I'm like, not this. I heard rumors, allegedly, I'm covering all my bases, that Lala and Katie and Tom uh, were exposed to COVID via Disneyland with Stassi. Because Stassi does not stop going to Disneyland. She's I love that. Day. How many pairs of Minnie Mouse ears do you think Stassi has? She has like a whole drawer. She has a whole, you know, she has a drawer. And you know that like some are like spooky and like gothic. She probably has like a skeleton Minnie Mouse ear. Like, you know. And those are expensive. Oh, very. Like, the basic ears are like Disney is expensive. The the basic ears are like not cheap, and then when you have the like special occasion ones, those are like <laughs> it's like a JoJo Siwa bow. Like it's very pricey. I you know I'm ready for the reunion. I I'm because I'm also ready to just like wrap it up. But now the yeah. now that I feel like there's so many big things happening in their lives, like in real time, I'm like get that camera up, let's go. Uh, I don't know what to expect. I feel like they're all just like over Lala and just like, why are you saying that you would want us to tell you? Like, imagine if they ever tried to tell her about Randall. She would kill them. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Like, I am interested to watch the reunion because there have been a lot of developments since they filmed the season. Like, obviously, James and Raquel, Lala and Randall. I'm I'm intrigued to see how Sheena and Brock respond to sort of their reception this season um but with lala it's tough because like you were saying earlier she kind of is on the outs of the whole group right now with the exception of katie um mm-hmm. and so like and katie's not you really know, like in with that group that much exactly and so i think like her having this kind of emotional reunion segment where she's talking about the breakdown of her relationship like I don't think it's going to hit quite as hard as it would be if like she had a couch full of supportive people. And so, you know, I think like I'm interested to see what she says, but I also think it's going to be kind of awkward. Yeah. And I mean, I listened to her podcast, Give Them Lala, and she was talking about the reunion and she was like, I was so hurt by how no one after the reunion reached out to me, except for Raquel to be like, I'm really sorry that this is like what you're going through. Cause she's like, at the end of the day, no matter what, these people are still people in my life and I care about them no matter what we yep. go through. And she's like, so for me to have this life altering situation and no one to even really care, she's like, I'm devastated. Like, she's devastated. But I'm like, girl, you kind of yeah. did that to yourself. But then also, well, I'm like, it, they should have reached out. It's complicated. And then it, it sort of all calls back to when Sheena had her miscarriage and... Mm her big issue with Lala was that she said she wasn't there for her the way she needed her to be. And like, I mean, Lala's defense to that was like, well, I mean, I, I was there for you. It just wasn't the way that you wanted, but I didn't know that that was not what you wanted. Right. And so, you know, it kind of all is like one, you know, vicious cycle of like 
we're friends, but we're not really friends, but we're in each other's lives, but we don't actually like each other. But where does the line fall between being a good human and actually being friends with someone? You know, it's 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 tricky. And Brock, of course, coming in too hot. Like, calm down, bro. Like, I I just think sometimes on these shows, like, men should be seen and not heard. And, like, he's one of – he's that for me. Like, it's a lot. Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking last night that it's it was kind of surprising to me when they announced this season that Brock was joining full time because he had never been on the show before ever. And, like we've never even met him. And in the past, sometimes when people have kind of joined the show as like somebody's significant other, mm-hmm. you know, it took Raquel like four seasons to be full time. This is her first season as a full-time cast member. And, you know, when Ariana first came on the show, she was kind of on the periphery at first. And we've had, you know, like Sheena's partners in the past have never been official cast members. And yeah, Brittany is a good example too. And so I'm kind of like, that was surprising, but then he obviously was really involved in the drama this season. But then on like galaxy brain level, I'm like, he got involved in the drama because he wanted to be full-time because he needed a check. Like, Yeah. At the end of the day, it all comes back to Brock being kind of like a scammer, a nightmare. I don't know if a scammer is like the right word, but like a grifter. Scammy. I feel like he's scammy. He's very he's giving Joanne the scammer. He's giving he's just I just I never got good vibes from him, Dylan. I say this story all the time at BravoCon. I will never ever forget. He was on the balcony to my left. Randall Croy Bierman, who I die for the Biermans, um, Ken Todd and Bo were on the balcony to my right. Mm-hmm. And like their, their girls, you know, were on the stage. Right. And the balcony to my right was like videoing them, like their girls, like clapping, smiling, beaming from ear to ear. Okay. Brock wasn't giving that same energy. And I just knew, I knew from a room away, I was like, nope. He's, right. Brock he's is here like, for the spotlight for himself. Brock is like mad that he didn't get asked to be on stage. A hundred percent. Whereas Randall is like, I don't want to fucking be on stage. I'm like having a good What's time because this is like is a fun his event. Workout app. Like, what is this? Homebody? I don't know, but he paid for the glam. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have paid for like three glam. I I'm sick over your accent right now. That is so good. (laughs) Oh, my Um, God. Well, you know, he'll have to go back to Australia at some point if he wants to keep that accent. But Oh, my God. That was so good. That gave me like a chill. My eyes are watering. Right. You feel like I'm about to gaslight you? Yeah. I'm like playing a secret wedding. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Dylan, would you be upset if your friend... Got engaged two days before your engagement party and then wanted to get married at your engagement party. <laughs> Why is that even a question? Of course I would be. Just was like, wondering. Yeah. I would be I curious. Mean, I think that is one thing where it's like every single person on the show, honestly, kind of Sheena included, thinks that that is a bad situation. I don't understand why Tom and Ariana didn't just straight up say it was a bad idea. Or did they? And I missed it. Well, they kind of did, but then they said that they would they do like, it. Okay. They, were like, they were like, this is right. a bad idea, so we'll only help you if we p- can promise that no one knows. And then at the end of the day, Brock was the one who told everyone about the plan. So not only did he, you know. You know who he reminds me of? 
Who? Oh, God, I'm scared. from Emperor's New Groove. Like, he's always spoiling the secret plans. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like, he's like a dumb villain. And you're just like, right? It's like stupid. If Okay, you had a shitty plan to begin with that then didn't happen because Sheena realized how shitty of a plan it was. And then rather than let the shitty plan die in secrecy, you're like, let me tell you guys about the shitty thing we are about to do. And it's like, that doesn't, that's, that still makes you seem shitty because you thought it was, it was still your idea. And if Sheena hadn't had like a, an 11 o'clock freak out, you would still be doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I can't with Brock. I, I wish I wish him and Sheena well, but you know, I, I want Sheena to do well. I want, you know, (laughs) summer moon honey to be okay. And I hope Brock uh, gets his shit together. I hope I hope Summer Moon Honey's college fund is protected. Right <laughs> uh, And with that, we'll we'll see how this reunion goes. Sam, thank you so much for joining me today to break down all of this important information. Um, can you tell everyone where they can find you, listen to you, etc.? Yes. So, okay. I I hate doing this part because it's like so I feel so awkward. Um <laughs> on Instagram at Bravo Historian, I write for the dip.com. So you can check out all my articles over there. I give a lot of hot takes on Brock, for example. Um <laughs> and uh, just the other day I wrote about how Andy Cohen hates Kyle Cook. <laughs> very clear from Watcher Happens Live. Um, And uh, I have a podcast called Hot Off the Mess that comes out every Tuesdays and Fridays. And then I have have Shortcomings, which is a Sex and City podcast. So we're covering the revival. I love that. I love that. And just like that. And and just like like that, that, Sam Bush. Hey, it's Trey Diaz. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. You're you're welcome back anytime. Because there's there's always lots of mess that's hot off the mess to talk about so much mess um thank you so much for listening everyone don't forget to rate review and follow the show wherever you listen you can follow us on instagram at bravo by batches and until next time just be cool don't be all like uncool mention it all is produced by sean kilby and jorge morales pico editing by sean kilby social media by dylan hafer Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.